Hi, this is Elliot Fishman. Welcome back to part two on cinematic rendering. And we we're talking about cardiac imaging. And here's just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful example. Because here, this was a patient we were doing screening for coronary disease, IV drug abuse by history. And what's that by the right coronary artery inferiorly? It's linear, it's high density. You can see it here as well. Well, that's a broken needle. We now do the 3D cinematic rendering, and you can see it's sitting in the patient's right ventricle, right along the base there. Look at that detail. And this whole idea about looking at vessels inside the lumen of vessels like this, we call that black blood imaging. Look at this incredible example. Look at the patient's tavern in place. Look at the left ventricular muscle. And here it is just showing you just how we change the rendering to optimize the stent, to optimize the visualization in the chamber and some of the artifact. Beautiful, beautiful example. And this article is in press on black blood imaging. And we put a lot of effort into developing a way of looking inside chambers. And again, it's a matter of trapezoids. But look at the detail within the individual chambers of the heart. So it becomes a very, very good application. Now, one of the things you see from looking at the images I've shown you is how we can simply show different information by just changing the parameters. So here in this patient with pancreatic cancer, I can show you the bowel and the liver really well or make the bowel transparent. And now I'm showing the collaterals because the patient has portal vein encasement with narrowing by the splenic vein and the SMV. With the image on your right just showing you the vessels and the collaterals and the image in the middle focusing on the arterial mapping within the liver and venous mapping in the liver and the image on your right showing you the liver globally. You can see in this example MIP to cinematic showing you the texture of the liver. Then I could change the texture of the liver looking at it differently showing the fissures. Oh yes, we see the fem-fem bypass graph but let's ignore that. But look at the details in looking at the liver. And if I want to look inside the liver, look at the detail of the vascular map simply by changing the rendering parameters. So that becomes very critical. Or in this example, look at the large collaterals that are present, the thickened folds within the stomach. I'm changing the parameters and visualization again here and here as well. In this example, this patient has Bud Chiari with the flip-flop enhancement within the liver, the compression of the IVC and collaterals, and a lesion in the spleen felt to be due to the patient's sarcoidosis. Now here it is again from above, that differential enhancement centrally and peripherally. And look at the textural change of the caudate lobe. And that textural change is what we're seeing when we're looking at a patient with Bud Chiari, the differential flow. And here it is again with a few additional images focusing on the textural change as well as the collaterals along the surface of the dome of the liver. Here's another visualization with portal vein compression, but lack of hepatic veins visualized, and a view of above looking down with the collaterals along the surface of the diaphragm. Now, I could talk to you for about three days on applications, but here is an example just looking at both the pancreas and its texture mapping, as well as the spleen, showing you the splenic artery, showing you the splenic vein, and showing you how we might look at the texture of the gland and do better at detecting tumors earlier. Or in this example, again, scarring in the spleen, the textural changes in the pancreas, 
very nicely shown the relationship of the celiac and SMA and of the GDA. And again, as we make transparencies, the ability to look at a volume and simply rotate through any planar perspective. In this case, I'm very nicely showing you the GDA as it comes over the pancreas and the relationship of this normal case. Also showing you splenic artery and hepatic artery. Again, the visualizations of the organs, the visualization of the vessels, all of these changes are nicely seen as one goes through the various renderings. And again, this interactivity becomes very critical. We've always pushed for interactivity, and we've had it with volume rendering for a while, and we don't give that up when we do cinematic rendering. Now, we've used cinematic rendering not only for tumors of the pancreas, and there's a lot of work published on Felix, and we use some cinematic in that as well, but also a recent article on pancreatitis by Steve Rowe, here showing you nicely the edema around the gland in the body and tail, consists with acute pancreatitis, or here showing you the uh, mass in the region of the tail of the pancreas, which ended up being you considered to be pancreatic cancer, but was actually autoimmune pancreatitis. Again, texture can be helpful. We're looking at this. Or in this example, where you look at the images and I'm telling you there's a tumor, a neuroendocrine tumor, junction body and tail, and you're not seeing it, and perhaps the image on your right, you can sort of see it. And I know where it is, and I'm trying to show it to you on arterial phase imaging, but on venous phase, it is appearing. But now we go to cinematic, and there it is, the pancreas looking okay. And here you can see arterially, there are textural changes in the gland. That should be clear. And then when you go from arterial to venous, look how the mass is shown as an enhancing structure. Very nicely shown. You can see how invisible it was initially, but look at the detail of the vessel. Now in the spleen, we can look at texture. In this case with B-cell lymphoma, on the axial CTs, particularly on the venous phase, the textural changes are there, and sure enough on cinematic, look at the texture changes. So now we've spoken about this, not just looking for masses, but looking for texture, looking for infiltration. And we think that the earliest signs of disease are more texture-related than mass-related. And here again is a few images very nicely shown. Now, you move to organs like the stomach. If you distend the stomach well, look at the fold pattern. Look at the antrum. Look at the detail of the lighting model and what you can see. And again, you can see here as we go through the, the imaging, the type of detail we're able to see. Now, we did publish an article about this talking about the value of 3D imaging, how it potentially can be used for not only staging tumors, but for early tumor detection. With the addition of enhanced surface detail, the role of 3D visualizations in gastric cancer may be expanded. Prospective trials will be necessary, but you can see where we're going. And so example here, look at the patient's textural change in the stomach. Look at the gastric fold pattern. The patient also has a mass in the pancreas. And here I'm showing you the mass in the pancreas, the textual change there, as well as the fold pattern in the patient's stomach. And the prominent folds are all very, very nicely shown. And again, the rendering you do becomes very, very classic. How we control the rendering, how we control the lighting model. And again, I think one of the things that we're going to have to do better in the future 
is that um, we need to be able to control the lighting even better to make information uh, even more impressive and pick up even more detail. And so, for example, here we see a mass coming off the interior aspect of the stomach, which was a gastric gist tumor, shown with volume rendering and cinematic rendering. And here it is, the lighting model showing you the gastric folds, showing the tumor, which is relatively homogeneous and of low density. And we believe that some of the information about the density values in terms of water content can be important. And I believe much of this is what happens with radiomics. And you can see it very nicely here as well. Or in this case, there's a mass into the stomach, it's water density, beautifully shown on the 3D images. And that's a cyst. And you can see it here as we do things interactively, that's a gastric duplication cyst, just beautifully shown. Again, the lighting model showing you the mass, showing you the relationship of the cystic lesion of the duplication cyst to the gastric folds and showing you the lighting model and the 3D display, very nicely shown in that example. Or in this case, a patient with GI bleeding, look at the polypoid lesions in the antrum of the stomach. This was biopsied and there was adenocarcinoma present. So you can see not all of the polyps were malignant, but some were, but look at the detail that we're able to get in that information. And here's just some more views showing you the polypoid lesions in the stomach, their relationship, and the fact it was malignant. Or this example, we have a gastric carcinoid tumor, multiple large lobular masses representing folds, which are really nicely shown here with the thickened folds as we cut through the stomach, or in the sagittal view where the masses within the stomach representing gastric carcinoid tumors are all very, very nicely shown. Or in this example, a patient with GI bleeding and renal cancer. Is that food in the stomach? Well, when you look at the coronal, it's enhancing the patient as ascites. And here it is with the 3D rendering. There are liver mets and lobulated gastric masses consistent with metastasis. That is what we're able to show with cinematic rendering. It's just spectacular. Now we also have looked what could we do with contrast? And patients sometimes are given oral contrast, and this is a very nice example of a rectal contrast given to the stand the colon post-trauma. There was no trauma to the rectum or any of the bowel, but look at the nice detail you can get with cinematic rendering showing you the colon, showing you the haustral fold pattern, not showing any leaks. Or in this case, this patient has really thick and small bowel severe enteritis, really impressive disease. The patient has thickened bowel, there's contrast in the bowel. Here it is in grayscale volume rendering, and here it is in color coding where you see both the normal and the diseased bowel. And this made us thought perhaps we can use oral contrast and create a very good uh, small bowel series by looking at the fold patterns. So that's something that may prove to be a value. Look at the diseased bowel here. Look how clearly you can see the thickened and inflamed ileum which is again very, very nicely shown here as well. And a really good article by Linda Chu and Steve Rowe goes into, uh, again, the role of potentially virtual fluoroscopy. And again, it's based on creating the correct trapezoids. And here's just one good example, again, showing you the image rotation. And you can see very nicely the kind of detail we're able to create. 
And again, I wonder if we can push this forward to get better small bowel and better large bowel studies. So I think it can be very exciting in that regard. Now, here's a good example of Crohn's disease. Thickened small bowel, prominent vessels. Here's the cinematic rendering showing you the disease descending colon and sigmoid colon, the prominent vessels feeding it, the uh, relatively normal right colon, and again, the details and accentuation of the wall pattern and the lumen and the visualizations throughout. Or in this case, for a patient with ischemic bowel, you can also see portal vein and SMV occlusion. You see a misty mesentery. Look at those small bowel looks. Look, look how bad those small bowel loops actually look. Diffuse thickening, edema, ascites. Here it is again as we look at it with cinematic rendering. Look at the vasorecta. Look at the portal vein occlusion and SMV thrombus. Look at the kind of detail we can get. And here we're creating additional views. Again, you can see the edematous changes in the small bowel, the abnormal compared to the normal bowel, the wet fold pattern, the prominent vessels. And you can see a range of images which show this, as well as showing the occluded portal vein and SMV. The ability to visualize disease bowel and mesentery, we need to make it more specific, we need more experience, but you can see from these images, it's quite impressive the type of information we're currently able to get, and it is very seducing to shoot a lot of images, which I did here, but look at the diseased small bowel, look at its appearance, and again, look at the vas erecta, and again, doing this interactively is pretty impressive but again look at the kind of detail as you cut through the bowel as you rotate the bowel all of this becomes indeed very very important so it's something we are doing and we're looking at very carefully and across a range of inflammatory and ischemic bowel cinematic rendering is proving to be very very valuable now i showed you this case way back in my gist lecture large masses was a gist tumor but look at its vascularity and here's the vascularity on the late phase imaging with everything displaced but look at the vascularity on the arterial phase the surgeon used these vascular maps as a way of operating and debulking the patient's tumor but look how the vascularity on the surface and wall of the patient's tumor and within the tumor is all nicely seen as we go through these cinematic renderings so that becomes a very, very good way of thinking about how we look at things. So again, we've always done volume rendering, but now what we're saying is you need to go into things and think about it differently, and cinematic rendering proves to be very helpful in that regard. So what else can we do? We can look at small bowel obstruction, but I think let's stop right here and we'll come back and do small bowel obstruction in a few minutes. Be right back. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website ctss.com for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.